Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am an overcomer. I am very passionate about helping others to achieve an abundant life fueled by spiritual principles and emotional balance. In this podcast series, we delve into spiritual self-care. Yes, we will explore exercising our minds and bodies, but more importantly, we will discuss strengthening our inner being, embracing God's love, and being filled by the fullness of God. As you take this journey with us, we want to inspire possessing your authentic selves and happiness. Ladies, welcome back. A Healing Pieces here. If you were with us last week, we were having such a great conversation with Waxan, and we we're talking about being our best cheerleaders. And out of that conversation, we talked about the abundance of our hearts. We talked about humility. We ended with humility, and I was like, Whoa. but we also talked about our identity in Christ and, and just being in a place where we are allowing Him to continue to inspire us and keep us on the path that he has chosen for us. So of course we got excited. We was just talking away and it was time to say, okay, come back. So Roxanne, she's back with us. For those who are just joining us, Roxanne, can you go ahead and introduce yourself to us so they know who you are? Okay. To reintroduce myself, I am Married to my husband of 35 years. I am a mom of four adult grown, launched out of the house kids. I did do something crazy, like I had four kids in five years, which, like, what was that about? What was I thinking? But since they're launched, I have spent a, a, kind of the senior years of my life becoming a life coach, an author. I'm a corporate care chaplain. I've written a couple books. I continue to do events. I've done Oh gosh, somewhere between probably 30 and 40 women's events. Mm. I do coaching events. I love, come here. I just love speaking life giving truths into the hearts of others. Mm. I'm super excited about my recent book that just came out. It's called Breathe 101 Life Giving Devotionals. And it's available on Amazon. And it's been my most recent work and probably a culmination. You know, the summary of that book is kind of the idea of living from the power of the Holy Spirit within versus living for God on the exhaustion treadmill. And so that kind of lets people know I used to live for God and now I'm trying to live from him. <laughs> sure. And that's a little, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> sure. And as you say that, I mean, of course my ears picked up and or perked up rather. And I'm going to jump into the interview because that's actually quite profound with what you just stated with living from the power of the Holy Spirit versus from our own performance. Because I, I know that we've heard the term numerously, the good Christian, and we try to do things that emulate that goodness. But in the midst of that, usually we're doing things on our own strength. Did you know that believing in yourself opens the doors to many opportunities? Join Jay Intel and A Healing Peace Tuesday, August the 24th, 7 p.m. Central Time for our online faith-based workshop, Believing in Yourself. In this workshop, we will provide a supportive and fun evening to help boost your self-awareness. You will receive tools for identifying your inner strength and capabilities 
while placing your security in God. Go to ahealingpeace.com forward slash register to sign up. So if you could give us a little bit more insight to what does it look like then to be led by the spirit and not from this place of do, 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 where I'm exhausted and I'm still not necessarily giving my all to God, but giving my all to circumstances. Oh, goodness. Okay. So you're talking to the queen rabbit in the performance treadmill or is it rabbits that run in treadmills? No, maybe rats. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's like Gerbers or not Gerbers. What else, please? Uh, I don't pigs. know, but all there we go. Guinea pigs. pigs. The one, the one that just runs around, and around, and around on the wheel. Well, I spent my life running around, and around, and around. I, I think I had pride and performance and accomplishment, and I just was spinning every plate, every plate, until I got to that beautiful season where there was too many plates to spin. They started falling on the ground, and I got to a place where I was certainly living in exhaustion and overwhelm mm. and, and therefore confusion. And then, of course, when you're in exhaustion, overwhelm and confusion, here here comes anxiety and depression knocking on your door. It's not a great place to be, mm. except that maybe it's a great place to be. Because what I, I learned is I was kind of, I was at the end of my rope. As we talked in the last uh, podcast, I was at the end of my rope. At the end of myself, I could no longer keep the plate spinning. And I just think the Lord was whispering to me, are you sure you're at the end of yourself? Are you sure you're at the end of the rope? How's your yoke working? Because my yoke is easy and my yoke is light. And you look like you're under a burden, a yoke that's heavy. And I just started seeing scriptures where he invited me into life-giving truth. He invited me into peace that's all beyond all understanding. I feel like going, Lord, if you're offering a peace that is beyond all comprehension, where in the heck is that? I'm living stressed out and exhausted, but that was my choice. Mm-hmm. He does not offer stress and exhaustion. He said, be anxious for nothing. Are you kidding me? Be anxious for nothing. Yeah, but in all things. And he also said, lean not on your understanding. Acknowledge him to me. I just had, I think I had myself too much in the center of my universe. You know, we talked about cheerleading ourselves on, and I, I am in the center of my world. I do believe the mom heart is really the center of her home, but I don't need to be on the center of my throne. I just need to have him be Lord of all versus me be in charge of all. When I'm in charge of all, then I am working like a dog. When I am living from his power instead of from my efforts, then it's like you, it's like the wind beneath your sail. It's like the wind in the sail. And so I got to a place where I wanted to stop doing so much for God and start being available to him so that he can do it through me. And it's a big deal. You know, they don't call us human doers. They call us human beings, not human doings. And I was doing a lot. And I decided I wanted to be available, to be his arms and feet, to be his masterpiece assigned for good works, to be available, to be empty. To be whole, that's kind of all in the story of my journey to learn to live from him versus living exhausted for him. And so how were you able to begin to say no to things so that you were living in a state of being versus a state of doing? 
Oh, that's such a great question because I am, yes, you know what? You get confused when you think that the word says, oh, you know, dear God, you're yes and amen. Here am I, Lord, send me. Well, I learned that all opportunity is not, is not just because there's an open door, that doesn't mean that's God's best for you. And so I really became highly selective in my yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I just really purposed to be super selective in my yeses. There's only so much of Roxanne to go around in a 24-hour day. Mm-hmm. But I don't have any more time than you have. Nobody has any more time than anybody else has. We all have the same 24 hours. And so I, Camille, I just cherry-picked my priorities. Mm. I cherry-picked my priorities. And you know what? Last I know, I'm always going to be my husband's wife till death do I part is my covenant com- conviction. And so that's a huge priority to be my husband's wife and to be my children's mother. And so, but then you can, you run off into all these other things you want to do that are optional assignments, but it's really not optional for me to be my children's mother. Mm-hmm. It's really not optional for me to be my husband's wife. So I had to prioritize my life and be ruthlessly selective in my yeses if they didn't align with what I knew God had already assigned me to do. If I was already drowning in the assignment, I certainly didn't need to add more to the assignment. And and those are self-imposed yeses. I became a lot more prayerful about the yeses. And that was my next question because I'm pretty sure that when you started to be selective, it was hard. And I'm pretty sure not everyone received your no. Well, you know what? I think people, I think people, if they're graciously given a wise no, instead of feeling rejection by it, they probably admire your ability to do it. Because Mm -hmm. a wise no is like, I love what you're doing. I love what you're about. I'm super excited for you that you're doing it. I don't have enough bandwidth. I don't have enough margin to be all things to all people. And I, I'm i I'm convinced of a few things and I'm just going to pray for you and cheer you on, but no to the no, no, no. <laughs> and I think when people know that you've prayed it out, you've sought it out and wisdom calls you to say no, they probably go, oh, wow. Like you set boundaries. Like you have mm. wisdom. Like you, you establish margin. If we do not have margin in our life, I think we don't leave room for the miracle. Mm. If we are running so minute to minute to minute to minute to minute with no margin, where where's the space for the miracle? I just think we spend, I think busyness is one of the greatest tools of the enemy. And and we get pride in busyness. And I think it's, it, I just, I, I just like, no, no, I'm done with that. I'm done with being proud of being exhausted. What what is that about? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how when you share about things, you you hone into part of my journey in life because I did go through that season as well where God was like, you're doing so much. Like, you're not leaving room for my miracles. And I was just like. Yeah. Come here. I just got invited into the center of doing something. And it's, you know, it's titillating sometimes to be invited into this, 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 this. and we are prideful people and we're like, oh, they need me. They want me. They like me. Yeah, yeah. And the truth of it is, oh, shame on us because the enemy's going, yeah, go girl, go girl. 
get so busy and so spread thin that you are just exhausted and ineffective. And then put your husband on the back burner, put your kids on the back burner, put the things on the back burner that I've assigned because you're out chasing a bunch of other rats. No, no, no. We've got to be wiser than that. Mm. We have got to be more selective with our yeses. We've got to be more ruthless in boundaries and margins. And we are not going to give up our relationship with the Lord, our husband, our family, and the prior assignments just to run off chasing some yes. Sure. And I would like to add there in that chasing, some of those items are not necessarily, and I think you already said it, they're not necessarily those design items that God had purposed you for anyways. And so then you're on a different path that he created. I know, but you know what? We have a loving Lord that allows us to choose. That is true. And we can choose to walk we can choose to walk right down that wrong road until we realize it's the wrong road. But you know what I've learned is that no no choice is the wrong road when you have a redeemer. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? It says he works all Romans eight twenty eight says he works all things together for the good. So even venturing down the yes that maybe maybe it was the exhausting yes that you really shouldn't have said yes to. It was the arrogant, I want to be involved in this. I like that they like me, yes. And so we go running off to that road and then all the other plates start falling off the ground that were our really more important yeses. And I just think he allows us, because his grace is new every morning, his mercies are new every day. He allows us (laughs) to run down that road with our, you know, tongues hanging out until we realize, wait a minute, that's not not my best yes. Mm -hmm. And that's not my best yes. And then we have to learn. And I just think life brings us wisdom. Well, the scripture says that age brings wisdom. And you know what? I think age, age brings experience and some experiences bring exhaustion. Mm-hmm. And it, when age brings enough experience, it brings enough exhaustion, there gets to be enough wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> so can we short circuit that? Yeah. And I definitely appreciate you adding that piece about God's character that he allows for us to have that exploration. And that he's not necessarily hovering over us and saying, oh, you did this wrong, but he's a God of mercy and grace. And his hope is that we return it back to where he's calling us so that our lives can be not necessarily easier, because I think life in general is hard, but at least we're in a place where we're receiving his peace and we're receiving his goodness in that manner. Yeah. And what so comforting to you and I and the re- the listeners are he doesn't waste a thing. Right. Not a thing. Yeah. And you know what? He doesn't even waste our, our tears. You know, the scripture says he counts our tears and holds them in a bottle. Well, figurative or whatever. I don't know how you get my tear in a bottle, but uh, I, I'll just tell you the fact that I trust him to even use my wrong choices for greater future wisdom or greater future usefulness, it allows you to live in the freedom every day to make the best yes you can, but you do not live in fear that you're going to make a wrong yes. I just think I can't live in fear of a wrong yes, because I just make the best yes. And then at the end of the day, if I learn something and I'm like, no, 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 I'm not doing that again, then then I'm wiser, right? Mm-hmm. So I just, I, I go forth into each new day unafraid mm-hmm. because he's with you and he's mm-hmm. a redeemer. He's a redeemer of all of our little prideful stupidities that might make us go chasing some rabbit we don't need to be chasing. <laughs> right. 
Right. And I just love that he redeems and restores everything that the locusts have eaten. He redeems and restores all our brokenness. And he uses all of our misery for future ministry and all of our pain for future purpose. That's so exciting to me. Come here. That's mm. so exciting. Mm-hmm. That yeah. tomorrow, our best days are in front of us. Yeah. If we can yield to his best purposes. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting that you shared that aspect of it because one of the things that I was thinking about is as we're on this journey and we are shedding again our exhaustion piece and and living in a state of freedom, you know, one of the things that always come to my mind because the reality is life continues to occur. And how can we stay in a place or allow ourselves to mature in the place where as we're being our own cheerleader, because that's our, our theme, that we are able to stay motivated and courageous and confident in that journey. Did you know that a Healing Peace podcast has a website? You will find resources along with our very own tools and tips on our website. Our tools and tips provide tangible principles to keep you on your emotional healing and wellness journeys. While you are on our website, sign up for our newsletter. You will receive a free emotional wellness assessment just for signing up. Also, you will stay informed about podcast episodes, courses, and workshops. You will receive all this great information just for signing up for our newsletter. Go to ahealingpeace.com today. And you kind of talked about it a little bit already, but I would like us to, I think, solidify a little bit more or or pinpoint it more, those elements that will help us to stay on that path. You mean of motivation for the day? Being motivated to continue to be our best cheerleader in the midst of everything that we experience in our everyday walk. Okay. I have in the last, decade or so, I have prioritized investing in my heart. Mm. Because when my heart is full, I love my husband full. I love my children full. I love my neighbor full. I'm the girl that will hire the life coach, go to the coaching event, go to the woman's retreat. I know whether you're introverted or extroverted, I don't care. You've got to go to where the living water is. You've got to get around encouragement. The Bible says, let us build up one another. Okay, so go wherever the building up is. And I do believe I learned years ago in studying for my Christian Life Coaching Advanced Certificate that we all have blind spots. Mm -hmm. And the one challenge about our blind spots is that we're actually blind. And now other people might be able to see our blind spots. I don't know about you. I mean, I can see the blind spots of my children. I can see some things of my husband. But they're, they're also possibly able to see things that seem so right to me, and I might be so blind to them. So that's, that takes an ounce of humility going, oh, yes, I've got blind spots. I am blind to them. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know what they were, because if, if I did know what they were, then I'm not blind to them. And just the humility that you are imperfectly perfect, and you have your own log in your own eye, and your own spec, and you're checking the spec out in someone else's eye. So this whole investing in myself, studying myself, Tamir, I have decided 
that, you know, I have kind of a little fun side of life. I'm super encouraging, super extroverted. If, if anybody was A-D-D-D-E-F-G-H, it would be me. Uh, it's hard for me to sit still and sit quiet. So I'm always kind of, that's why I tend to jump into the treadmill of performance and resting. So I, I, I took the word upon myself a few years ago to rest. My, that was my year, over the year to rest. And I, and I had this word rest all over my house. And I was trying to empty my calendar and rest and do less and rest and do less. And you know what I learned that year is that rest is not lack of activity. Oh, okay. It's not an, it's not an empty calendar. Okay. That rest is a position of the heart that mm-hmm. knows I was created and assigned to be this type of elbow for such time of this in this body of Christ. I was not created to do what you do and she does and he does. That lie of comparison is, is a killer of all joy. I, I don't have to be like you. I don't need to be like you. I was created to be me. And the rest in that God didn't make a mistake. He knit me fearfully and wonderfully. He calls me a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. He assigned me to be an elbow in the body of Christ. What in the heck kind of elbow am I? And if I'm supposed to be an elbow in the body of Christ, why in the heck am I trying to be a knee? And then I decided, who am I? This is the identity in Christ. Who am I? And what are my gifts? And let's start working from there because I'm not gifted in being a um opera singer you know whatever i I, that would not that would not bless the body of christ for me to try opera singing that would be like an elbow trying to be an e so i studied myself i invested in myself i'm like okay roxanne you're good at this you're good at that you know about this because you were broken here and since he's a redeemer he can use your brokenness for purpose and then you just evaluate we uh can you we do this at our deeper intensive these are four-day getaways, and we peel the layer of the onions, and we go way down into purpose and provision and the redeeming of the past and who you are and who you are and what's your purpose, and to get a lot more clarity. And that's an investment that I do over and over again for myself with other people that I think is passive. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly investing in in making sure my sanity is clear and my mental health is clear. And I know where my solid ground is. Yeah. And so as I'm hearing you share these elements, not once do I hear a sense of I'm wrong for doing this. Or, you know, that that little background voice that prohibits us at times from being able to do it. And if you can, and if you've done it already, but I think it'll be good to kind of recap, which would be to highlight when we're in that place of freedom, what are some of the benefits? What can we expect from how we're moving about in our everyday walk? I can just bear testimony to what has happened in my life. I used to be wall-to-wall living, a no margin, really never stared at a flower or got in a hammock. Mm-hmm. Lived with an anxious heart because I was always performing mm-hmm. and there was always more to do. And I was not sure I was adequate to do all the more that I shall. And I just found it was just exhausting. Mm-hmm. And I knew that life had to be more full than living the exhaustion equation. And I just thought, how can I rise above this world and live in a peace of mind that passes all understanding? In a confident assurance, whether it's good or bad, whether life is up or down, 
you cannot take my peace of mind. And so I, I've kind of always sought the humility that is not my nature. Uh, pride is our nature. And I've been seeking humility and seeking peace of mind and seeking intimacy and choosing a quiet resolve and a confident trust in, in the trustworthy one. And to quiet my life, to quiet my spirit, to quiet my performer, mm-hmm. and to humbly and desperately, sweetly lay abandoned in his arms for his greater purposes, his greater usefulness as his hands and feet to the world. I just tell you, I have never probably lived in more confidence and peace mm-hmm. and understanding than I have in the last maybe decade of my life. But that doesn't mean I don't get sucked right back into all that other stuff. I, I got to reread. I got to I got to go back and re-listen to the videos. I got to go back and reread the Bible. I, I, we're, we never arrive. Mm-hmm. But I do live in a ton more freedom than I used to, and a ton more peace, and a ton more purpose, and a ton more of kind of quiet confidence, not in myself, but in his aside. Mm-hmm. So super great. Yeah. And what you shared, I think, really sums up the whole aspect of being our best cheerleaders, because at the end of the day, who doesn't want peace of mind? Who doesn't want to have that confidence? And we're still working on the humility one. <laughs> yeah, sure we are. But, but there's another word that you use that I'm definitely a proponent of more than anything is that level of intimacy, that level of intimacy with God. And I know for women, that's something that we crave, not necessarily, we're not always aware that it's going, that, that's God pulling at our hearts. But in general, as women, we crave to be intimate and have that level of intimacy. And God is like, hey, when you place that intimacy, when you're seeking it within me, it will overflow what I will provide for you because there's a need that you have that only I can meet. I definitely appreciate the elements that you share because it it brings us back to his feet and allowing him to look over us while we are taking and being in this journey. Preach it, sister. <laughs> if I could put the icing on the cake of this conversation, yes, I would say that if you don't remember anything else, remember that he invites you into an intimate slow dance with him where he can whisper in your ear because you're so close. And he's the greatest lover yeah. of all time. Yeah. He never fails you. He never forsakes you. Yeah. He's the greatest lover love giver, peace giver. And so if you can just crawl up in his arms in this quiet, intimate slow dance of Lord, only you carry me, hold me, send me, use me. And there's, it's such a, I mean, I'm married and I'm intimate with my husband and been his lover and friend for 35 years, but I'm just telling you, there's just no comparison to the love affair with the father, the knitter, the knower mm-hmm. of all of all the all my all my heart issues. My husband does not know all my heart issues. Right. So this right. intimacy has become my my battle cry, and it takes a slow dance. I, I call it the slow dance, yeah. where you can hear the because then when you're in a slow dance, you can hear the whisper of the voice, and he does not yell at us and yeah. scream at us. He yeah. whispers. Roxanne, this is the way. Right now, turn right, turn down. Mm. Or he he lays us down and he dips us in the slow dance and he lays us down beside quiet waters to restore our soul and then he picks us back up. In my mind, it's a picture 
of intimacy that is a icing on top of the cake of everything that you and I have said, that the answer to everything is this intimacy with him, which is out of the abundance that we can flow. And that is uh, drop the mic. We have spoken all that can be spoken. Yeah. Statement. Yeah. <laughs> so, so thank you for concluding yeah. our episode today with just really reflecting on his glory and reflecting on who he is and who he is for us. I definitely appreciate that. And I know I probably will listen to this interview a couple more times just for my own edification as I continue to pursue being intimate with God and remembering all these great qualities about who he is for us. Yeah. So thank you so much, Roxanne, for your time, yes. for coming yes. back to, and keeping chatting with me and, and, and seeing us get a little carried away by enthusiasm. It's been very fun and a, a edification for my spirit. And for our audience, how can they find out more about you? And I know that you've already spoken of in terms of the things that you've written for you first, but is there a website they can go to? How can they know more about Roxanne? Yeah, if I love to connect with people and I believe that God weaves people through the noises of the world and he assigns a connection in his sweet tapestry. And people can reach me at roxanneparks.com, R-O-X-A-N-N-E, P-A-R-K-S.com. And that, that'll tell you about all the things we talked about today, there's different drop downs that you can get information on all that stuff. I would love to speak life giving truth into the hearts of any friend that could just use a helping hand because people have helped me. Amen to that. Yeah. And that it's a testament to what you shared before about loving yourself and loving your neighbors and how it pours out when those things are in union with one another. Right. I think this investment into the wholeness of our heart through the sacred romance that he invites us into mm -hmm. is an investment worth every penny. Uh, people say, I don't have time or money to go to this event or get this coach. And I feel like, well, you don't have time or money not to, because sure. you go with you, go with you. And, and to, I just going to encourage your readers to invest in their selves and their hearts and their hope and the intimacy of purpose. Sure. You heard it directly from Roxanne. Go, go check her out her website. And of course, you've been hearing about it. You've been watching us on social media. We are having our workshop. It's believing in ourselves. Again, we're going to have a great time. We're always, we all, I, I like to have fun. I'm kind of like a big kid, but we, we have some great activities in store that will just, again, just edify your spirit. If you haven't registered yet, you still have time. Go to a healingpeace.com slash register. Come on out. We'll love to have you. Until then, definitely come back next week. I'm going to have a hard time putting all this in our infamous tools and tips because Roxanne shared so much information, but I'll do my best to get this to a place where you can have it in your back pocket and, and things that you can continually chew on and meditate on. See you next time.